Are you ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I have with me today another very special guest. His name is Dane Stevens. I'm just going to say, first of all, welcome to the show, Dane. Thanks so much for having me, Janice. Great to be here. Um, It's been a while coming, and we've had a couple of conversations as we got to know each other because I'm all about relationships, and I really do feel that, you know, um, I, I I can go cold, I can go blind into a into a um, a uh, conversation online with someone in my podcast. I've done it before, but I feel better if I've had a little opportunity to build some relationship first. And so that's why it took us a while. But um, it's also different for me because, as you know, my audience is all about building relationships in business. That's what I focus on. But every once in a while, I sort of veer to the left and and find somebody that's interesting. And where we're not actually talking about business, we're talking about life, and we're talking about empowering oneself. We're talking about um, um, being the best person you can be. And sometimes we can't always be that way. And so if we we have to have that that um, relationship with self that makes it work for us. And that's why I've got Dane on here because he has an interesting story where I'm going to touch on that at the beginning because I want him to share that with you. But also want to tell you that his work is all about empowerment and about um, his book, Reclaim Your Power. What does it say on this uh, subtitle? I didn't see. I can't see it on here. Reclaim Your Power is the name of the book. What's the subtitle, Dane? Uh, to Create Your Best Life. Yeah, there you go. So perfect. He's an author, speaker, and facilitator, and the developer of this um, this process called the neurotrauma healing process and the soul recognition process. These are healing modalities that were developed in his case out of necessity. Um, and I'm going to get him to tell you why and how. However, um, what I think is also interesting is that we know about so many different um, um non shall we say non-medical or non-conventional therapies and and um modalities for healing ourselves this is a new one this is one that he's it's his mission to bring forward so i think that's really important here that we start there so let's talk about what happened to you um several years ago now but it's huge and please okay so yeah thanks janice and uh it uh was a, a life changer to say the least mm-hmm. and it pointed me in the direction which I have gone which was very clear and very obvious got it and uh yeah so what happened for me is um I was doing quite well in my life I had a successful coaching training business and uh making lots of money living in the place off the ocean I wanted to live and driving the vehicle of choice and all that stuff and Everything was right where I wanted it to be, except for my relationships. 
and they tend to be short-lived and I would uh, self-sabotage, I would sabotage them. And uh, it it became clear after a while that the common denominator in these relationships continually breaking up was me. So that being the case, it forced me to take a look at a childhood abuse experience I'd had and had I dealt with it. So because I even asked the question, I knew that I had to. So I went and uh, tried a bunch of different groups and that didn't just didn't quite work for me. And I did a bunch of different types of counseling. Um, just talk therapy and gestalt and some EMDR and so on. And I, I learned my story real well, but I didn't get the healing that I was, I, I wanted uh, out of it. So um, then there was a therapist slash healer who was recommended to me mm-hmm. uh, from an acquaintance and came highly recommended. So I went to see her and in, in our first session, she assessed me and, uh, you know, told me where the issue was and, you know, made sense to me. And I still don't know exactly. She did some cranial sacral. Besides that, I don't know exactly what she did, but um, it was a number of sessions in and she asked me if I wanted to, she called it go for a home run. And Mm -hmm. home run always sounds like a good thing. And what that meant though, was trying to force the trauma out of me. And like, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know really what trauma was at that time. I didn't know what trauma was. And I had some knowledge of energy, but not that much. And I was doing really well in my life. I had, you know, good, solid uh, exercise practice and meditation practice and, and traveling and nature and so on. So I felt really good and didn't feel like I could be knocked up. It wasn't even on my radar. Right. So anyway, a number of sessions after that, and when I said yes, um, she proceeded to force this trauma. I mean, it took, I think, you know, two or three sessions or what have you. And I remember very vividly to this day where she had me on, she had me laying on a table and had me twisted in some position and tell me to go there, go there. And I remember being so out in the ozone, I couldn't tell which way was up or down. I literally was, I lost my equilibrium. And uh, I came off the table with what I call jittery platelets, just like, you know, nervous, scared kind of thing. And I didn't think much of it. I thought it would just pass at all. And I was crazy. And I thought it would pass. And it did not. And that feeling of instability continued on with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the inside being the creator of the outside, my life echoed what was going on inside of me. And my world started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. I lost clients and contracts and the sale of a business. And uh, it was, uh, I wasn't a millionaire, but I had some money. Within 18 months, I was broke. And within three years, I was homeless and trying to figure out what the hell happened to me and how to get my life back. So, And were, and, you, in, were you in a state that you, you couldn't even like try to step out of it because you didn't know that you were like. It felt like being on a treadmill, which is a lot like trauma and addiction feels like but it was just so it was for me it was so amplified because it happened that fast mm-hmm. and before that everything was going great and it felt like I could like like I was in quicksand kind of thing whatever I tried didn't work I was just grasping for anything and I did I felt insecure I felt unstable inside of me something had been shifted inside of me and uh I didn't know how to deal with it, did not handle it, and didn't what know what happened, happened to me for that matter. What happened to her? Did you? Did she say you're cured? Go. Well, you know, she quit seeing me I, I, because I ran out of money after a while. But I think also because she didn't know how to fix it. I don't think she know exactly what she did, which is kind of baffling. And uh, she wouldn't answer my calls or anything. And I remember at one point, literally yelling to her with the phone, you can't leave me like this. Uh, it was a, it, it's by far the most traumatic experience I've had in my life, which is kind of 
bizarre seeing as I went there to feel yes. a traumatic experience and trauma. Oh. So um, yeah, I, I, everything I tried just fell to pieces, fell apart. And it felt like somebody turned a vacuum on in my life and everything was just being sucked away. So you went through hell for a few years. Yep. It took me five years to find somebody who, who could tell me what happened to me. And ironically enough, she could tell me what happened because that's what happened to her. She had a, a healer or what have you try to force a trauma out of her. And same thing happened. And now Hazel Carter is a trauma specialist right. in California. And uh, just the fact that she could tell me knew what happened yeah. It was huge. Like, oh, okay, somebody gets it. Somebody tell me. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's what's going on. And she was a student of Peter Levine, who is uh, one of the foremost people in regards to trauma these days. And in that, I learned how the nervous system works and uh, got some information. She also worked with Bessel van der Kolk and some other uh, names. So she was very well-versed in, in trauma. And uh, I worked with her, but it was even this, I didn't get the relief I needed. I got the understanding, which is relief in itself, but my nervous system continued to rev out of control as it seemed, as, as it appeared. And it wasn't until I, I ran across John Bradshaw's stuff hmm. and uh, homecoming that I, I, I made that connection to that inner wounded part within me. And uh, I know that as I say that, uh, I know this is about relationship, uh, your, your podcast. And, you know, so many of us uh, probably don't like the term wounded child or inner child even, but we have these woundings from our past. And uh, with uh, the John Bradshaw stuff, I was able to make a connection with that. And it was like, oh my God, like I, I felt and connected to that wounded part within me. And uh, just the, the ending, not, not to take too much more time, but the ending of the story is uh, I tried to do the work on my own. It's a left right brain process. And I tried to do it on my own. And I couldn't gain the trust. I couldn't make that. I made the connection, but I couldn't get anything to happen from that. And it became this huge frustration. I think it was like eight months or something. I tried to do it on my own and ended up being like a big fight against myself or with myself. So it was, it was uh, a painful experience. So I started to look for somebody who did this work and who knew this work. And I scoured the internet and I called counselors and therapists and uh, healers that you know I thought might do it and, and nobody did. And I tried to talk some into it and nobody would do it. And ironically, right across the street from me uh, was somebody who did this work. Huh. And I went and uh, she was amazing. And I worked with her for about two months. And uh, within two months, I'd had what we call traction. And when, I, when we what I call traction, it's called a healthy and consistently healthy and positive relationship with that inner life. And I was off. And, and from that, the process that I teach now just literally flowed out of me like it was meant to be or something. So I guess that's how uh, trauma specialists are made, apparently. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, I, so. I have to say, because, you know, my audience is is listening, not seeing us at the moment. And uh, Dane is a very healthy, vibrant person today and looks amazing. And I know is into health and wellness, uh, you know, and hiking and and lives by the ocean up in the Okanagan of British Columbia and things like that. So it sounds like you've come back to the person you were only tenfold because now you yeah. have. Yeah. And I've been in a relationship for 10 now, 10 years now with a person who is just right and wonderful and beautiful. And we complement each other. And, and uh, you it, teach together, don't I, you? yeah, dare I say it's easy because 
we both do our that inner work and and uh, it just it's just right. So it's uh, yeah, I have truly come full circle and and it's allowed me to simply be who I am, which um, not about trying to be somebody or act in a certain way, but um, when you come in alignment with that inner life, uh, you you're not being pushed one way or another to please somebody or try to achieve something. You can be who you are, which uh, I think is pretty phenomenal in this day and age. Or it, it's well, true for me. So. Well, I know so many of us walk around kind of really not, we're not um, really being true to ourselves in so many ways. And, and we don't do the work on ourselves that might make us, you know, step up and be a better person and, and be more in tune with ourselves. Most of us don't do that. We, right? You know, most people don't know how. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, you know, what I want to, why I want to bring this forth because it's not difficult. Um, it's simple. Uh, yes, it's brave. There's no question. You're, you're facing yourself, which is the biggest thing you'll ever do in your life. Um, but it, it is simple. It shows, it will literally show you how you're working. And, you know, in regards to relationship, what you'll discover is that what is going on inside of you at that level of the, the subconscious, the inner life, your nervous system, call it what you will, is what is creating your outer experience. Right. So the fact is the the relationship with that life instead of you is the, is your foundational relationship. It's the primary relationship that is, that creates and and is the experience of your other relationships. So I know you don't, you, you don't want to talk about trauma, but (laughs) this process is called neurotrauma healing, right? Right. That's the process that you teach now. um, So are you then dealing with clients who have traumas like you had, but maybe weren't as bad as you were or, you know, didn't get. Right. So maybe I should explain that a little bit further because it's not, not wanting to talk about trauma more than not wanting to focus on trauma. And, you know, as soon as I say trauma, you know, 50% of the people say, it's not me. Um, I'm out of here. Or, Oh, it's somebody who's been in a plane crash or been abused severely as a child or, you know, has experienced war or, or, you know, these things. And those are all traumas. Yes. But other things that create trauma are living with a high functioning alcoholic. Yes. Being neglected. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Somebody who maybe you're one of your parents has PTSD or, or has, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, something that, uh, that, forces you to change your behavior and even the thing i'm sure nobody can identify with simply the dysfunctional family dynamic can be can create a trauma i've been watching (laughs) i've been sidetracked because i've been watching this this silly show on netflix it's called casual oh i don't i don't think i've watched that it's like they're half hour sessions right and it's like so it's a comedy. They're usually the half hours are usually more comedic than than dramas, right? And it's this dysfunctional family. So it's the brother and sister adult who are living in his house with her daughter, teenage daughter, because she's going through a divorce. Okay. He owns a company that is a dating app, swipe right, swipe left. And um the mother, their mother is like the next hippie and 
you know, doesn't, she shows that they don't like her for the way that she, they remember their trauma of their childhood of, you know, and it's funny because it brought something back for me that um, they didn't know who was going to be at the house when they came home from school. There would be stuff going on, people, you know, doing things and whatever. And they were kids. And that happened to me, too. And so it brought that back to me. But um, but anyway, uh, you're talking about, you know, the things yeah, that are yeah, like, like, like a dysfunctional family. Well, in that, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't have what is uh, termed yeah. trauma. And all trauma means is something stuck, looping in your nervous system, unprocessed. So uh, in that way, and I also discovered something uh, that when you advertise as trauma and trauma specialist, you get people who are traumatized. I mean, that's fine. That's what I'm advertising. But you have to want to move out of this. So now I I consider myself a empowerment specialist. Um, trauma, it, it is a big word in the, in society today, and it is, it's the foundation of our mental health issues and we have to understand it. So, but, you know, I'm here to show how to resolve trauma, not cope with it. No, I understand. And, and that's a big point you just yeah. made because, um, can you tell by the way, when you start an initial conversation with someone who's come to you? With, can you tell whether you think they're, they want out or do you just directly ask them? I have quit trying to figure that out because it has blown me away. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a couple examples. Okay. Uh, one is this gentleman came to us and he had a heart condition that came up and he wasn't that old, was 50 or what have you. And he was a very successful entrepreneur, but a very left brain person. And he came to us literally, you know, fearful, I'll just use the word. Because in two months, he was two or three months, he was supposed to have a heart operation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's just like, I mean, this was a guy who was active his whole life. And, and all of a sudden yeah. this came up. So uh, I didn't really think that he would get it, but I'm not going to can't turn anybody down. And so we started to do the process. And one of the things that we say, there's two prerequisites. One is to be open-minded because it's abstract work. And, right. and you have to just, you know, suspend all this belief. And yeah. the second one is to be open to the possibility or the potentiality that you're responsible for your life, that you are creating your life because this will show you how you're creating your life. And just to uh, qualify that, that is not blame. It's just understanding it's going on inside of you now. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, he did the work and in two months, uh, he had a regular heartbeat and did not have to have the heart operation. And I mean, I didn't that, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but yeah, that was, that was a, a mind bender for me too. Like, wow. And it just shows how connected the nervous system and our, our, subconscious is to our health, our, our, our bodies and uh, how we're experiencing. So his fear of this upcoming heart surgery, not only did the fear go away, but it, with the fear going away, he healed himself. In a yeah, way. he healed. Well, I mean, he was afraid because they had to have the heart operation. It didn't yeah. know what was going to happen and so on. And so, yeah. And, and he's back you know, biking, playing golf and hockey and yoga, all that stuff. So he's back healthy as ever. Never had the heart heart operation. Wrote a testimonial for your book, I hope. It is in here. It's in there. And just like a couple others, uh, this one lady had PTSD, 45 years, 45 years. And uh, actually, Anne worked with her. And when we worked with her and she gave that part of her, that part of herself, what they didn't get growing up or what they needed, uh, you know, her PTSD stopped, it went away. And she took a breath for the first time. And I don't know how many years she didn't even know. She didn't know she could breathe any deeper. And she took a full breath and say, Oh, my God, 
So it's, you know, it's pretty magical and it's nothing to do with a facilitator. This process, a simple left right brain process, what happens in a time of trauma is the right brain gets locked out. That's a bit of a generalization because what if somebody's left handed? But the bottom line is it gets stuck in your nervous system trying to process itself. Your brain's MO is survival. So it is going to push this bras of unwanted, potentially harmful information out of the way. Is it gone? Not at all. Still very much alive, stuck, trapped somewhere in your body. Okay. So, and it gets triggered whenever something of similar sight, sound, whatever uh, of your senses gets triggered and it gets back and that snaps as fires in your brain and you're right back to that time. Uh, maybe we've all seen somebody, an adult, maybe even a prominent adult, maybe somebody we know really well, get triggered and all of a sudden they act like a little kid. You act like you were six years old and that could be exactly right. Mm-hmm. Something triggered them and that synapsis happens and they're right back in that time when they were six being abused, uh, neglected. So in your, in your process, the processes that you do, um, it, it, I don't know. I know that there's so much skepticism, like a lot of people are very skeptical of this kind of work because it is kind of innocuous. Well, um, um, subconscious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so people, so it's real because I, I worked with somebody once who helped me and it was different. It was going into the brain, like subconsciously, I guess, same thing, but I never really understood what happened, but it worked. Yeah. (laughs) And and it, it took a while. But you have to, like you said, you have to be open and um, willing to trust, right? It's not that, like- that is, yeah, that is the only prerequisite for this work yeah. is, is that you're open because the, the only person that can stop it is you. And it, it's interesting because females seem to be, they're, they're so connected to all of their brain. It's like they can't lie in this work. It seems like a male can hedge the bed a little bit. Really interesting. It seems like females like can't lie to themselves. I think it's it's funny. But what I love about this work is it's all you. We just facilitate. So therefore, you're not going to get anything you can't handle because it's coming from you. So So, not we're not going to. Eyes are your are your eyes closed? Are you? No, no. You are fully conscious. You you are going to consciously process this information, and stuff can come up that people don't remember. It's like what, and and. so you're asking questions? So it, yeah, it's basically what you're going to do is you're going to make a connection, first of all, to the wounded part within you, that part that keeps, you know, how you know there's a trauma is if there's a pattern in your life. And it doesn't matter if the pattern's in your health, your finances, your wealth, your relationship, your career, whatever it is, low self-esteem or just not happy in your life, any pattern, including depression, by the way, uh, any pattern in your life is showing what's going on inside of you. So if you have a negative pattern, an unwanted behavior, an addictive behavior, I can pretty much assure you, you have something stuck looping in your nervous system unprocessed, which is called a trauma. And we help you to connect with that. Uh, How you gain access to the subconscious mind is through emotion. So as it's been said, it went in with pain, it's going to come out with pain. Mm. So it's not like, you know, you can't avoid the pain, but it's to bring it up to resolve it, not to keep, not to compensate or, or to try and uh, overcome it or uh, any of that stuff, but you bring it up to give that part what it didn't get at that time. Okay. So, 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 so in, I'm using your example of you, 
and you had some sexual abuse when you were little. So when you go and you get, you go through the the treatment, the, the, the processes to, um, to bring you whole again, and you go through the, the trauma to heal it. Does it bring like, you know, if that person or people are still alive that were part of that trauma, does it, do you bring the other people in? Do you have to do anything to, to make that? Or do you just, it's like when you forgive people because you've forgiven yourself kind of thing. So great question. Thank you. And there's a couple of questions there. So the, the last yeah. one, so what was the first part of the question? It's like, when you relive the trauma to bring it out of you to heal it, yeah. does, do you actually involve the people? Okay. So when we, you end up going back to that time and, and we either have a, a guided meditation where we pull that and when I say pull that part of the trauma, we ask their permission. Yeah. We ask them if they'd like to leave because ultimately what we're going to do is we're going to take that experience, which is looping in your nervous system at the time it happened. And we bring it into present time where it's not happening anymore. When that part understands it's not happening anymore, the trauma ceases to occur. They have left the scene of the crime, so to speak, and they get to be present and you get, it gets to come. That's it's phenomenal because you get to, collect these parts of you back that have split off because mm-hmm. in a time of trauma, as we just spoke right. about, it's too much for the brain to handle or it's, it, the brain's MO survival that pushes it out of the way. It splits off. That's where it splits off and it becomes its own entity cycling within you. So now you're going to bring this part back into present time. So it's not having to deal with that trauma anymore. And you, you do that by giving that part what it didn't get at that time, safety, protection, being listened to, you know, whatever it is. And it comes back into this time. The other person, if you look at the word forgive, that's the clue right there. What you're doing is you're giving the energy back to that time. When it's not happening anymore, there's no, no trigger. There's no energy around it. It's not loaded. And when you do this work, you can do it and you look back to that time and you can look back at it and, and not be triggered, not react, not freak out and go, wow, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I came through. Or, wow. You, you could even say that was horrible. It's just not there in you anymore running your life. And you, so, and you noticeably know that you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. literally feel more whole. The word wholeness, I don't think is really understood. When you collect a part of yourself back, you literally feel more dense in your body. You feel more whole. Interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. So I know it's it's your um, mission to bring this work to you know many people, and 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 so you've written a book. Yep. That's your first. And um, is there another book happening in you? There is. Put it up so you can see. Yeah. Okay. Reclaim your power to create your best life. So um, if if I'm someone who thinks you know, I had a pretty okay childhood and, you know, I've done, my life has been okay. I mean, there's some things, obviously we all find one or two things, but if I think I've been on the, you know, the normal path, whatever normal is, um, I almost feel like, is it dangerous to go and do work with you to bring up stuff that you didn't even know was there? I mean, is that possible? No. And the thing is, this is your inner life. And what people don't understand is that we, we think we got it all under control. Mm. This yeah. is your power. And, and what you do when you connect with that, that part within you, then you realize, oh, my God, like they've been in control, not you. 
And you realize that your power comes from inside of you. And what's really awesome is you get to partner with that. And that child, which doesn't stay a child. I mean, you, you, stay, you, you become more childlike, childlike of anything, more playful, more free. Yeah, because you're, you're unencumbered. You don't have the fears and the all the agendas and so on. You don't have to have had a huge trauma. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You just want to work on yourself. Yeah. And, you know, what happens when you connect with this part and you bring it to resolution within you, you create space in you. Mm. And as you create space, space equals peace inside of you. And what happens in that space is something happens where a higher, uh, higher, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Degree of consciousness mm -hmm. starts to flow through you. Mm -hmm. And this is wisdom that you have no idea, the wisdom that you have inside of you. My third book is a bunch of the writings that have come from me and my partner, Anne, and our clients, because you have unbelievable wisdom and knowledge inside of you. And it's just a matter of, of letting it come through from this higher consciousness, which is simply another uh, dimension of your consciousness. It's not some far out galactic thing. It's you. Mm -hmm. And we have, we all have this wisdom within us. We all have, and you know, when we meditate, we get still and we kind of slip into the gap and open that up. And what's clogging the gap is all these fears and worries and things mm -hmm. from the past that haven't been resolved. So no, can you be hurt by getting in touch with what's going, with what's going on inside of you? No, ever. Okay. You know, I highly suggest it. Okay. Everybody. And okay. In that your relationships, watch your relationships yeah. get easier and the, the, the edges off of life start to smooth out. It's fascinating, actually, to me. I find it really fascinating. I remember, though, trying to, I remember going to some um, girl I know was teaching meditation near my house many years ago. And I'm one of these people that could say I don't meditate because I don't know how. I don't know how to stop my brain from, from thinking and moving, whatever. But I think you just have to put your mind to it, really. And and it's a muscle, like yeah. anything else. But I also don't believe, like I, I'm a big meditator, and I, I, you know, that's part of what we we yeah. teach when we do the process is you you consciously slow your mind down. But I don't believe you can skip the inner work because we can meditate and 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 still the mind down, but we can't stay in that open state where we're going out and wherever we go, we're taking ourselves with us. And therefore, we're taking all of those stories and all that right. stuff in our subconscious mind. So it's phenomenal when you do that inner work, you create this space, this peace, and that starts to become your norm. You get to become present and watch life start to work for you. Life will work for you. All we have to do is let it. And that mm -hmm. means getting out of the way. Yeah, love it. Do you believe, do you believe in um, past lives? Uh, I think we'd be. I'll, yeah, I'd be silly not to because, uh, yeah, I mean, people come to me and it's sometimes this work will go into a past life thing. And uh, for people who, who come and want to do past life work, I, I ask why. It's all happening right here, right now, anyway. Right. Sometimes it will come up where somebody needs to do into past life, but if it needs to come up, it will. I don't, uh, I don't say pursue it. If, if it needs to come up in the work, it'll come up. So you have a question written down here that I just saw. Can people really, can, wait, can the processes really give people healing for good? Well, that's the whole thing. It's, it's bring it to resolution. Yeah. And, you know, it's so wonderful that trauma is, is 
the awareness of trauma is out there and, and uh, the, the awareness healing, I can't remember what the terminology is, but it's about making people aware of trauma and that it's prevalent in the world. Um, but there's not a lot that brings to resolution. And yeah. the, the funny part is it's a, it's a relationship. All trauma is, is unfinished business. Mm. So you can go in and you can finish that business. And here's another great thing that happens here. Get me all, get me all excited. Here. <laughs> Good. You, you give this part what it needs. And when you give this part, like what it didn't get at that time, the safety, the love, whatever yeah. it is, the security. And all of a sudden things change. You know, when you give that part what it needs consistently, it changes. And all of a sudden you don't need that anymore. What you learn is you learn that you are your source. Mm-hmm. You are your source of love. Mm-hmm. You are your source of respect. You're, you're, you are your, your source of safety. And when you give that to yourself inside, guess what shows up outside of you? Yeah. The love you gave yourself, the respect that you showed, the, uh, the safety that you feel. Yeah, th- it's really cool, actually. It sounds it sounds like, um, uh, okay, wait. So do you, do you actually, in some ways, are you, and I'm using this in air quotes, acting like a therapist in the sense that does some of it come out in conversation or is it all done inside and you don't really yeah, know? Yeah, we, we don't, we are not therapists. We are not counselors. We facilitate. And, you know, you can't help, but you know, anybody who's a facilitator of this work has done the work fully. This is not about, you know, and anybody who's interested, we need more people trained. Yeah. Contact me. But in that, you get to do your work. Got this it. is not about doing a course and having so many hours and then you can go facilitate someone. When you become whole, when you gain traction on yourself and you have a consistently healthy and positive relationship with a life within you, then you can share your experience with other, other people and mm-hmm. take them through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not about giving information. We yeah. don't give information. We show you how to get the answers from within you and how, you know, this is in a sense, we show people how to li- directly love themselves. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I, it's fascinating to me, actually. It really is. My mother would love this. <laughs> um so, and I think that I say that, and I say that um, respectfully because um, she, as she got older, started to go on a sort of spiritual journey. And I feel that there's some, some of that involved here and, and I'm feeling that way too. And I, she's always on my shoulder. So, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. So that's where, where it's coming from. So, okay. Um, so first of all, What is the, so you don't know the length of time the process takes. It depends. We on. We can't uh, tell people. We tend to work in blocks of 12. Okay. And we also, part of the reason we are so successful is because we work in immersion, immersion in the start and do up to three times a week for the first week or two, uh, because okay. you're dealing with the subconscious mind. Yes. Okay. And I mean, I used to do once a week. It's like pulling teeth, trying to convince to get that left brain to let go and get back into the, oh. the awareness of, of, of that this is real, this is happening. And uh, uh, we've, we're very left brain dominant, very masculine brain yes. dominant, and that's changing. And this is a part of that, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure it is. I'm sure. So, so many questions. I think that um, I encourage my audience to um, check out Dane's work and he can, you can do that. Uh, you have a website. Uh, two websites so an extraordinary an extraordinary life.ca no spaces so an extraordinary life.ca and uh danestevensonline.com okay and i've got those i'll put them in the show notes so that's fine and your book 
can be found, I'm assuming, anywhere? Yeah, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Chapters, Coles, uh, what other ones are there? Amazon, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazon and um, hard copy and ebook, right? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, so I, I feel like I have to ask you this question because it's not related to your work. It's related to, I'm going to wrap it up here. And, and I want to, I want to, um, uh, I'm curious because I am curious all the time to know your take on curiosity. So um, do you believe that curiosity is innate or learned? And apart from your work, what are you most curious about these days? It's two parts. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think we're, I know we're all different. So I think there's different levels of curiosity. Interesting. I've never been asked this before. Great question. <laughs> is it innate? I, I would have to think so. I know it is in, in me and, and my partner. I also know that some people are just seem just content. And, <laughs> and sometimes I, I question that content, but that's just me. That's just, yes. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, uh, uh, I think we're creators and yeah, we're curious. I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I guess I can only speak for myself. Sure. I, I think uh, it's a big part of our makeup. And without that curiosity, I believe we're here evolving. I believe that's what we're doing. We are evolving, which I think it's a kind of yes. a, a given in a sense. So that curious, well, without the curiosity, we would never move forward, especially not the way that we do in leaps and bounds as human beings. So I'd and say yes. more than others, right? Yeah, so, yeah it's true. Yeah. Okay. And what are you most curious about these days? Um, you know, it, it's an exciting time right now. And some people would look at me and go, are you crazy? Um, because with all that's happened, if you look at it right now, so many things are up for review. Mm. Uh, everything from... Um, our, our health, health system, health system, you know, system. Yeah, what we're how we're identifying ourselves, um, you know, yes. gender-wise, yes. like, and it's like all the old paradigms of how life is are being shattered. I know, and it looks like chaos. Yeah. There's always chaos before change. Um, so even like, you know, like start the medical system, everything is up for review. They, you know, the financial system and what were you yes. doing there? Even that is changing. Yes. Everything's changing. Yeah. So it's really an exciting time. And when, you know, I think that we, when we understand one that, yeah, we are spiritual beings and we're, we're going through the party with this body, with this, with this vehicle, um, and we are evolving. So I think when we understand that, and I, I guess the, the part that excites me is when, us starting to learn our power that what we are putting under the world affects the world. So hopefully we can get enough people um, seeing the world in a healthy way. Right. And spreading that spreading. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm excited about the future and how it's going to un unfold and knowing that this is a part of our evolution, that the walls are being torn down to make it a, a wider, broader place to be. That makes any sense. It does. No, it's it's interesting. <laughs> and so um, I'm so glad that um, that we did this, and I, I'm fascinated. I have to dig in a little bit more. So thank you for being here. My thank pleasure. Thanks for your wisdom, and thank you. So blessed that you are well after what you went through and um, thriving and sharing the spreading the word, right? Spreading the word yeah, yeah. about having an extraordinary life. So one last question for you to to leave with my audience you know what would be your your best 
um, your tip or your best um, philosophy piece, whatever your quote, whatever you want to say that you would like to leave with my audience. Okay. Um, feel. Hmm. Know the difference between a thought and a feeling. And to connect with what's going on inside of you. It sounds so cliche and, and even so maybe it might seem ethereal and so on, but I would like people to understand that it's the feeling that creates. And how you're feeling right now is the foundation of how your next experience is gonna be. So mm -hmm. when you understand that it's the feeling that creates, doesn't matter what's going on in your life, you know, if you're going through a period of chaos, if you can find that peace within you, and let that peace go out from you, uh, you'll be okay and things will work out. So just understanding how we work and it's the feeling that creates and uh, stay tuned in something to your inside, not to the crazy maker on your neck. <laughs> thank you again, that's perfect. Thank you so much. And thank you to my audience for being here and I appreciate you. And if you like what you heard, please leave a, a review. Don't forget to subscribe so you always get the next episode. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes and remember to stay connected and be remembered.